There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call. Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions, satisfaction guaranteed. What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy, Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment Window Sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Bring up me oddies, yo-ho! Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Buck That Podcast. It is July 2nd, and we're being brought to you by our homie and our sponsor. Shout out, Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. You guys, make sure you go like them on Facebook, all that good stuff. We got to send out some invites to all our friends later. Make sure all the new folks are following. 941-556-9019. That's the number if you guys need some pest control or some services for your house. Maybe, you know, you, you're, you got some issues at your job or something like that. Give them a call. They do they do residential. They do commercial. They do it all. Our boy Tim over at Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Tell him the buck that podcast sent you. And tell him that Tom Brady blows hot summer balls and you will get a discount. Joined today by my boy Zach. How you doing? I'm doing fabulous. How are you guys doing today? We got our boy Eddie in the building. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Happy Tuesday. It is a happy Tuesday. You want to know why? Why? Because somebody, the, the genius that runs the Buck That Podcast Instagram, mm-hmm. put a picture up on our stories, one of those little vote, voting situations, with the caption, are these two going to cause nightmares for opposing offensive coordinators? For years to come. Oh, yes. And the picture was of Sean Bunting and Devin White. And one Sean Bunting came through and voted, hell yeah. Shout out to Sean Bunting on that. Paying attention to Lil Buck That Podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, really awesome. I thought that was pretty cool, man. I was just like, you know what? That's awesome when you get, when you get the players interacting with your with your stuff. And we encourage that. William Golson has reached out to us uh, as well and, and voted on some of the stuff. So looking forward. The, the, the thing that I've noticed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and everything that's going on right now, I almost feel like the atmosphere has kind of changed. A little bit. A little bit. There's like, a new culture shock over there. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. There is. A, it's, it's almost like you said that that breath of fresh air for sure. And at the end of the day, 
I'm excited as well as I'm sure a lot of the Bucks fans out there are. We do got Logan chiming in. He's a Green Bay fan. He's in the Bay that doesn't matter. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know, when we uh, had this draft a couple of months ago, yeah, I'll be the first one to admit, and I think I see will admit as well. We weren't too high on this draft class, but the more we've gotten to know and see these players, these top four picks that we've gotten, I'm I'm really excited. I, I about. think we had conversations. We weren't necessarily high. But we were skeptical. We were. We were like, yeah. you know, it wasn't like we were like, you know what, this was a great draft. We're like, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we could have got a guy like Grady Williams. Yeah, there, there was some Instead, other, we went bunting. Yeah, there, there were some guys that we kind of like had thought would, you know, be a little bit better. And I think it's the scheme that's coming together now. So you're starting to see all those players that are coming in on something different. And that's a big thing. Yeah, uh, there's the scheme change, the coaching change, it's the morale change. Now imagine when we start seeing some pads. Yeah, and some hitting coming up here real soon. We're really going to get to know these players, so and, I'm excited for that. And I'm pretty excited because, I mean, a lot of the news outlets, not even just ones that cover the Buccaneers, are talking some good things. And we even have a little little Bleacher Report action talking about NFL rookies and draft day steals. And for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, although Greedy Williams, who's somebody we were talking about, they, yep. they were saying, uh, you know, for the Browns, he's looking very good. One of the persons on this list for us, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was I believe it was Jamel Dean, if I'm not mistaken, and he was somebody that uh you know Bleach Report gave some some good praise to. Jamel Dean was one of the stars of the 2019 Scouting Combine, peeling off an amazing 4340. Um, they say Dean joined fellow cornerback <clears throat> Sean Bunting, who we just shouted out, and uh, safety Mike Edwards. And literally everybody who's seen this trio in training camp is, mm-hmm. is praising these guys. I'm not saying they're the saviors of the you know the defensive backfield for our defense, but with what we already had, the splashes of, of some greatness that we've had from from a couple of the players, it's one of those things where competition usually breeds. Oh yeah, you know success, success. Yeah. And the best of people too, and, and, as well. And the best out the of best. people. So you that's know, real competition because everybody's hungry out there. Well, at the end of the day, everybody's hungry. Yeah. And it's like, well, I want to get my playing time. You know, that's this right. this guy doesn't want to let this rookie come in and that's take right. his position. This rookie's like, I need to get this position because I got families to feed too. So you know, I, I'm really liking what, what's going down. Only thing that sucks is a lot of these guys. Majority of them are all you know four year draftees because they're all second day guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously the couple we had last year. Paired with the trio we got this year, I mean, you know, and Har- Hargraves as well. Let's not well, forget about him. Uh, the, he was a big pick too. And Justin Evans pick. I mean, yeah. they've they've invested a lot in the last. Well, couple Hargraves of years. though, compared to everybody else, has very ultimately, in my opinion, underperformed. He has. But let's see position. what Todd Bowles gets out of him. Yeah. Can he stay healthy? Still early. Yeah, I mean that's another question as well. Can he stay healthy? I think the Bucks are building a dynasty on defense, man. I don't want to sound a homer or nothing. I think the offense is good, and they have laid some cornerstones out there with some depth for years to come. Well, the thing about it is is when the Buccaneers historically have had good defenses, they've, they've been a team. Yeah. They, they thrive off the defense. I think that's their bread and butter. Um, you know, Obviously, in this day and age, you need an offense. you got to score. We have a dynamic offense in certain aspects that they can pull things together. If, you know, Jamin Winston, seeing how he performs in this new offense, um, you know, sometimes a, uh, a change of uh, coaching staff definitely helps what they got going on there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And is it too early? You know, Bleach Report has a report. Too early to call. It's, it's just the AC, bro. Yeah. Um, it, it's too early to call Jameis Winston a bust. How do you feel about that? Well, you know how I feel about Jameis. I love Jameis. So yeah, I think we need to give him a little more time. I think this year is a is a put up or shut up year for so make or break a year. Uh, but I also think people look in, uh, look at James and think he's just a big turnover machine, which he does turn the ball over a lot. But he also is a playmaker and he's able to make a lot of throws that we haven't had here in Tampa before. Our our, our track record with quarterbacks is not very good, so. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll see next week when we yeah. get down to our all-time Buck team. But I think I think we'll uh, all notice that not a lot of quarterbacks stay here and put up a lot of good numbers. Nah, I mean, they're like, serviceable. 
Brad Johnson was a guy we brought in who won a the championship. Journey, you know, mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer wasn't very good. You know, Jeff Garcia. We've had a lot of people just a lot of turnover and stuff. You know, the closest guy to Jameis right now would be Josh like, like a Josh Freeman type. Yeah, I've already had longevity there in quarterbacks. And when we do the quarterbacks, what are, how, how are we going to do that? We're going to do like two, three, what? How, how four. Do you I think we should do four. Well, it's usually three, three on a roster. I know. Yeah. We'll go three. All right, well, three and an honorable I mean, mention. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks here, you know. What I'm saying it's like <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. We're just, saying. We're just talking it's, about how bad the the quarterback situation been. Like, it's, it's not going to be good. I give you three. I don't want to reach. Well, let's save that yeah, for wait, next wait. week because we still week? got running backs today. A little hint for Ooh. later on. We got our all time team. We're going to be releasing the running backs and who we think are the uh, top three running backs and what two fullbacks or did we just go with just one? the one? I think yeah. one. I think one. So if you can guess all three in the fullback, Zach will buy you soda after the show. Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, what do you guys think about James Winston? I mean, personally, I think it it is a little too early. Mm-hmm. He does hold a lot of records now for he us does, already. He does. He, he does have some records. My only, only knock on James Winston is the turnovers. If, you know, at the end of the day, that's – It's he, not all his fault. Here's how somebody needs to put it across in James's head because James is a father. Yeah. That football is your baby. Mm-hmm. You you got to protect it. Like, and it may take something as real as that being said to Jameis Winston because sometimes he tries to. He's he's one of those guys. He's a gunslinger. He's he, he, forced it a little bit. He's he's like Brett Favre. He makes some of the same mistakes that Favre does. He wants to score on every play. He wants to score on every play. He can't and chip away a little bit. I, I think part of Jameis's problem is is he's always been like the best on the field at mm-hmm. every level. And now, like, bro, you're in the NFL. Everybody who's playing against you is, like, the best of, of what they do done from where they're from. You know yep. what I'm saying? They're the best at that like, position. Like, they're there. It's not like in college where it's still spread out. You know, you got the town spread up between 160-something, like, major colleges, plus all the other, you know what I'm saying, all the small colleges that would still get drafted to the NFL and everything else. You're, you're talking about a situation where, like, you know what I'm saying, everybody on that team, you're talking about 53 of the best players in the league at any given time was like 49 or something that they actually dress out or whatever <coughs> on the field that you're playing against. Yeah. Like, he has – it's almost like you need to listen to little Kendrick Lamar. You need to be humble. Like, you're not going to throw a test on every play on certain teams. You're just not going to do this. You're not going to do that. you got to just take what the defense gives you. Sometimes six yards in a cloud of dust on a short pass – is better than a 30-yard interception to the other team, even though it's kind of like a punt. But still, you know what I mean? I, know I do mean. feel you. I think that if he has another solid year but their defense is really horrible like it was last year, I think he would be up there for one of the greatest bucks. I mean, he did finish the street season strong last yeah, year. Yeah, man, he and had two- a good season. 2018, the final seven games, he had 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, while throwing for a 64.4 completion percentage and 100 passer rating. So, And shout-out to uh, Joe LePage on our Facebook Live. He, he's chiming in. He said that Jameis needs to learn to not always look for the big throws. That's and right. I agree with that. 100%. Well, it's going to be hard in this offense. It, Bruce is going to have to temper him down, but also in the same breath, his offense is stretching the field. It is. And so it's gonna it's gonna benefit Jameis, but in the same breath, it could also be a hindrance. But it's all about ball placement too. Right. And sometimes the spots where he tries to go deeper tries to like, he, he doesn't put, he, he don't put it in the right spots. Nope. Yeah. It's not the he right have type that final of throw. Touch. Yep. So it, it can it can really be a big thing. But is that some Bruce Arians can, and uh, your boy? See, I think you guys look at Byron his, Lepage, his accuracy. Can Byron Leftwich fix that? And it's a difference between Deshaun Jackson, his accuracy with Deshaun, and then his accuracy with like Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans is different. And other he people, just, he do. has the biggest range to catch the ball. But it's also his, you know, his relationship with the person as yeah. well. He didn't have yeah. a good relationship with Deshaun. He didn't have good chemistry with Deshaun. Deshaun uh, would would take would jog some plays. All you know, wouldn't run his routes. So with a player like that. The consistency wasn't there. Yeah, they matched up listen, a few the times. The consistency wasn't there, but that's not the only thing I'm talking about. There's just certain throws. He would like, miss. He doesn't throw it the correct way, and that's why it gets knocked down yeah. or it gets it gets intercepted because he doesn't put the right touch on it. Like he'll float something that he needs to zip in there and something that he could kind of sh- should kind of float. That's some fundamentals. Like, yeah, like, he's all or nothing. Yeah, like he'll like – like he'll a have thrower. a dude two feet from him, and he zips it at him like a hundred miles an hour. You know, he can just like you know toss. Like he needs, he needs to get better with his touch. So what if I he sits? Like. He sits back. He's humble, and he puts up forty touchdowns. Is it possible? 
Well, it's never happened in Buccaneer history. But is it possible? So, I mean, does I say, he I'll have the any, weapons around I'll him? Say to anything, catch that? Yes, he has the weapons around him. I say anything's possible if he does that. He's an MVP of the, of the NFL. Yeah, he he would definitely. But yeah, anything's possible. The percentage on that. I think if anybody throws forty touchdowns for the other. Right probably. now, the NFL's got him at, or Vegas has got him at one hundred and one to win MVP, hmm. along with Mike Evans. Hmm. So let's go throw a hundred bucks, couple hundred bucks on that shit. Everybody throwing a hundred bucks. Yeah. So we need to take a raffle. I like it. Speaking of veterans on the Buccaneers team, you know we're talking about Jameis Winston. Yep. Let's talk about uh, somebody who's kind of like a quarterback on on the defense. Beast. Levante mm. David. Beast. What are some of your expectations for Levante this year? I mean, obviously, we know he's a good 4-3 uh, linebacker. 100 tackles. You know what I'm saying? 100 tackle guy. Just uh, about every season. Every just season, about every man. season. A guy who's been snubbed from the, snow, from the Pro Bowl yep. a, a couple times. Um, what are your expectations to him? Do you think he's going to have a hard learning curve? What are your expectations for Levante? I think he's going to shine, man, because he's going to have so much new depth around him. That it's really going to change the way he plays. Okay. A I lot mean, of times it, it was him making that. Him or Quan, they were always the ones making the tackles. This defense is going to be a lot more aggressive. Yeah, and I think so too. It's not going to wait to get to him. We now know he's moving on the inside with uh, Devin White. These two are going to be moving around, and Bowles is going to get them. You know, it's a very aggressive defense, so he's going to have them firing from all over the place. One question I do have for you guys. Levante, back in 2013 when he did make the Pro Bowl, it was actually his all-pro year, he had seven sacks. Who was a safety that played behind him? That's a good one. Because he hasn't had good safeties lately. Well, it's probably question, been Chris Conti because I think they've been around about the same amount of time. Do you think Levante could get back to seven sacks? I think he can uh, in yeah. this Bulls defense. He, he might be over. Because the defenses that he's played in, those Tampa 2s, those base 4-3s, they're not aggressive defenses as far as what he was playing at the outside linebacker. He wasn't asked to blitz a lot. And the times that he was the asked to blitz, sucked, man. He, so got, he, he, he got to the quarterback. But this defense, he will be asked to blitz. He will be asked to get after the quarterback. I so I'm excited to see these two linebackers, especially, obviously, the rookie, see what he can do in this defense. But Levante Davis, how he, how David, how he uh, translates into this three four defense, I think he's going to do very well. There was an article I read on, t- on I forget where it was, but I forgot to share it with you guys. But it was with they were comparing him not to Willis Devin White, mm-hmm. but to Ray Lewis. Okay. And everybody says he's a vocal leader. Yeah. Like, like he's just like come out, and it's not like he's a guy that's like trying to be that. It's just like who he is. It just comes out naturally. Those are two big names to be compared to so young in a career. At the end of the day, man, he the people are going to compare to him. I think they got a real diamond, man. Yeah, I think so too. And I, and I think I think it's all around with this switch with with everything that's going on. I think that uh, you know Levante David is, is, is still going to continue on the same path because football players, good football players, are good football players. Only thing that's changing the scheme, what your responsibilities are, the verbiage of some of the plays that you're, you know, then the packages that you're in. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I think he's still going to do his thing. We low key could have a really good season this year. I mean, if you, think I'm worried about, about it. that seven games, that seven week stretch or whatever it is. It's big man. They're going to travel a lot of miles. I mean, it just came out that the Bucks what sixth ranked. Yeah, but that was one source. But then, like ESPN was talking about how how bad the Bucks got screwed. Yeah, so. I know. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know how we got the easiest schedule. It, it's, six yeah, easiest. It's almost there. like the seven seven weeks on the road. Like I don't get it. Yeah, and we have to go to London. No. Yeah, it's almost like we got screwed out of a uh, a lot of things. I mean, let me look this up real quick. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to have like an all-time air mile traveled going through this season. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to have some frequent flyer miles. They're going to get some free drinks, free shirts. What do you want? The Bucks schedule for this season? Yeah, I'm looking yeah up they right go now. to Seattle. They go to England. I mean, we go. They go to Mexico, I think, for two we games. We got the 49ers, who are a team I think that could be evenly matched with Arizona. Us. We play against the Panthers. We play against the Giants. So out of those first three games, well, hold on now. Let's go through this now. Each of us, go ahead. Wins. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go right down the list and see who could. Well, out of the the first three games, I see two of them as winnable. Mm-hmm. If that one doesn't work, throw it in the trash, please. I will. I didn't put it back in All the right. thing. 
but it's kind of like we're kind of doing a show, yeah, so I didn't want to do the Kobe, Kobe I thing know, right I was now. Saying. <laughs> Jesus, you can do it anyways. Uh, the first three games, we're probably looking at two wins. I think two games are winnable. Um, the 49ers and the Giants are winnable. Um, and I think. So you, you think we're going to win the 49ers? I mean, it's winnable. Okay. It, we'll put you down but for it's a also losable, too, though. It right? is. Mm-hmm. What about you, Eddie? I think it's winnable as well. I'm going to take that win against the 49ers. Okay. Um, Panthers, second game. That's a tough game. I'm going to have to take us as a loss on that one. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Then we go, uh, what? We are we're at home. At home against the Giants. Versus the Giants. I think that's a winnable game. It is a winnable game. I think um, I think there's too much extra stuff going on. They don't have Odell Beckham. Giants are going to be sorry as hell, boy. Yeah. They're going to get the first pick next year. Okay. I think that's a game we'll be able to stack the box against uh, Saquon, Saquon, and then the and then the hell can, uh, starts in week four when yep. we go at the L.A. Rams so, who fly across so, country. Rams, mm. I, I feel that's probably going to be a loss. That's a loss for me. I'm going to go ahead and take that win. You're going to take a win on that? Yeah, man. Okay. Cross I think that's, that's going to be the Rams' first loss is going to be to us. All, All right. right. We got, we're at the Saints. We always split I, them. You know what? And we always we tend win in the Super to Dome. yeah. We always tend to play very well in the I'm Super Dome. I'm gonna take Road. a win on that. one. I'll take a win as well on that. Eddie, you gonna take a win? Always, always okay. against the Saints. Shout um, out to my brother. Then we play the Panthers in, in London. London. We mm-hmm. got to get that win. I, I'm gonna say we lose. We always lose in London. Nope, we we always win. get our asses kicked in London. I'm gonna call that win. I'm gonna go. Okay, Eddie's going for. They're gonna be very they're optimistic. Gonna be, they're gonna be firing on all shots for that game. Very optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to we're going to change the tide. I think we're, I'm going to go with the win on that okay. one. Okay. The the wind is in your sails for this one. Okay. And we got a bye week in week seven. Then we go on the road again. Obviously, we're still Tennessee. on the road um, to Tennessee. Mariota four man. four years later, five years later, Mariota versus Winston again. I think the Bucks get that one too. Who won the Finally, first one? Who, Tennessee. Oh, it, it are you kidding me? Had that, like that was, seven, t- that was seven interceptions. First game, it was four interceptions yeah. and like his two first or four professional throw was a pick. It was oh my god, pick gosh. six. You don't remember that uh-uh. first game? Yeah, first Mariota shined. Six. Winston did shitty, and we're all like, oh, we oh, picked the fuck. wrong quarterback. Yeah, man. Okay, so Jameis is going to win the rematch. Okay. All right, Jameis is winning the rematch. I'm, I'm going to take that as well. How about you, Eddie? Oh, yeah, oh, Eddie's got definitely. him going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> now nah, we're going to we're going to lose the next game. Yeah, Seahawks I think we're going to We're going to lose. I that think game. we're losing that game as well. And then we uh come home. We're finally home. Jamie James. I'll take the win against Kyler Murray. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah, I'm going to say we win against uh, it's like 7 weeks on the road. We come home like we have to win. Fans yeah. fans are going to be hyped for that game. We're going to lose the next we're gonna game. We're going to destroy. Now. Okay. We'll lose the Saints. We're going to lose the Saints. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to call that a win. All right. Then we go to Atlanta. Sweeping the Saints. It's Sweeping key. the Saints. You heard it's it here key. first. It's you know key. what? I think we're going to beat the Falcons. Yeah. At, at, at the Falcons? Yep. Okay. I'm going to say we lose that one. Hmm. Eddie? Yeah, I can never go hmm. for the Falcons, so I'm going to go against the Falcons. Okay. I say we win at the Jaguars. Ooh, that that's one's a tough. tough one, man. Yeah, that's a tough one for I me, think, too. I think Jacksonville's going to get that game. It's all about how Nick Foles does. Yeah, man. You know, I think the Jacksonville's are going to be really aggressive towards the end of that. We that beat season. them before. That's that's true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they lose that game. Eddie, you're you're, you're taking oh, them to lose? Yeah. to lose. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be mad week three though. I think the Colts are gonna come in and beat us. I could see that as well. Eddie, Colts coming to Raymond James, December, late December, cold day. Cold day, in cold Raymond day, James. Lin- everybody bring yeah, the park out. I think the Bucks are going to win that game. That's a CBS game too. Yeah. Oh man, Bucks are going to win. Nah, we're going to lose, bro. We're on CBS. Uh, That's the worst stat ever. Got to scribble that one out. Yeah, man. Then we go on the road, week fifteen at the Lions. We got that. High C is going to pick the Lions to win because that's. Nah. I, I think we. I think we're going to win that one. The okay. Lions have kind of taken a step back of, of recent years. All we right. Definitely got that one. You, okay, definitely got that one. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that we lose that game. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, then we go uh, on the road. Oh, oh, wait. We're at home. Is that home? We're home against the Texans. Why does it say to be determined on this? Because it's a flex game. It yeah, is a flex game. Think about game. that one, buddy. Hmm. So home against the Texans. I'm going to say we lose that one as well. I go for the win. Okay. I go for the win. I'm going to be optimistic. Santa's going to bring me a present. 
Man. I think the Texans. I don't think that quarterback Deshaun plays Watson. a whole season. The Texans I don't think he are, plays. I don't think he plays another a whole season again. Now the good thing about Todd Bowles is he's came from the AFC and mm-hmm. the NFC East or the AFC East with the Jets, and he's played a lot of these teams. He's seen these teams before. We got some AFC teams on on the yeah. The Texans, the Texans, I think, Colts. I, think the, I think the Texans had a pretty good off season though. They did get better. I think they might beat us in this one. Okay. I'm also going to say they beat us. You're going to say they we win. Okay. And then last game, week 17 against the Falcons at home. I'm going to say we win that. I think we're going to win that one. Yeah, the Falcons are in trouble. I think we're going to sweep the Falcons this year. Okay, so Eddie has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 wins. <laughs> Got us going 12 and what, 4? 12 and 6. 12, I can see it. No, that would be 10 and 6. Uh, 12 and 4. 12 and 4. 12 and 4. I can see 12, it. 12 and 4 for Eddie. Uh, myself, I've got them going 7 and 9. More realistic. Not on the crack. And Craig... <laughs> Has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten wins. Craig's has going ten and six. So you guys being a little optimistic. I think nine and seven, ten and six is realistic. I think that's next year for us. All right. And then this too. Twelve those, and four. Those teams don't look that good though. I don't think so. You don't think you don't think the Bucks are gonna be in a better spot next year than this year? I don't know the schedule mm-hmm. next year. Well, yeah, I'm not worried about the schedule. I could give a shit about the schedule because, it, I mean, teams from year to year, you go from the Colts being the worst team in the league, having the most money in free agency. It's matchups. They have going to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, so Joe's laughing at the twelve. He says he thinks you're more right. Joe's Joe's rolling with you over over us. All right, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I got to be realistic. And he says we always drop games we should win, which is which is always, true sometimes. Man. And then we'll win some that we should. That's shouldn't. what defines the winners from the losers, man. They 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 pull it off at the end that one play. Now, uh, true, and it's going to depend on some some things. We haven't been able to do that for like yeah. ten years, so no. twelve years. Definitely haven't had a kicker. Well, that means it's time. That means it's time for yeah. a change. You never know. Once you once you have bad luck for so we long, we have to be one of the longest drought teams in oh, the yeah. NFL not to make the playoffs. It's been a while. I'm sure, man. the Browns got us. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it last year? Nah. No? They didn't sneak in with Baker? Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. So, in order for what Eddie is talking about to happen. It's an MVP season by Winston, man. You're going to need an MVP season by Winston. You're going to need this next player, O.J. Howard, to have a breakout season. He's somebody that, I mean, we keep talking about week week to week. I mean, is the expectations too high on O.J. Howard right now? I don't mean to hit the rewind button, but let me go back and just finish that point. Cleveland Browns, you are right, 16 seasons. Next team on the list with 11 seasons. Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Back to O.J. Howard, breakout candidate for this year. Do you think he is? Yeah, I, I do think he is. I was reading a, an article earlier today that said OJ was targeted like 46 times huh. last year, which if you go back to the top three targeted tight ends last year, 156 for Ertz, 150 for Kelsey, and 135 for George Kittle. 46. It's like way down on the list is like 30th or something on for, for tight end targeted. Hmm. Still had five touchdowns and 500 yards. This guy gets anywhere close to 80 targets and pulls in – 75% of those, 66% catch rate on those targets. We're going to see a top, probably top five tight end. And he's league. great with the ball after the catch. Fantastic. And yeah. I think a lot of that had to do with Dirk Cutter and, and, yeah, and the play calling. There was a lot of plays where uh, he was more of a decoy, but then kind of slipped out in the backside and caught some long passes. Yeah. But um, I think Bruce Arians getting his hands on a, a guy like O.J. Howard, it's going to be a big deal. For this offense, I think so too. The next, the next step for him, for sure. Forty touchdowns, Jameis Winston. Well, that's how it's going to have to happen. We're going to have to have a breakout candidate like OJ Howard. We're going to have to have Mike Evans again with his thousand-yard season. Jameis, um, take care of the ball. I think the biggest thing is if we're going to have any kind of a winning season, defense. Defense is going to have to, yep. to step up big time. Um, I do want to get into though because we're about halfway through the show right now. Yep. I want to get into our all-time, our, our Buck That Podcast all-time Bucks team. Okay. Um, we yeah, did, he's got the list over there. We did running backs. So we picked, we went with four, three running backs, 
one fullback because I mean, do we even need the list? I think we know it off the top of our we head. We don't. Yeah, we don't really even need the list. We'll start with the fullback first. We'll plug in the one, the only, the A train, of course. The best all-time fullback ever for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And just to chime in real quick on the Facebook Live, uh, <clears throat> Joe did say he thinks 8-8 eight and eight are the best for the Bucks. Okay. And I think that's being realistic. And I honestly, if, <clears throat> if I saw an 8-8 eight eight season, I'd be happy, happy with an 8-8 eight eight season. Oh, yeah. And then Joe also says that uh, – I know Lee. Lee says if Eddie played football as well as he landscaped, he'd definitely be an MVP. Yeah. <laughs> My boy. But back to Mike Allstott. He played uh, 10 seasons with us. He was a beast, man. I think mean, he's all-time. Um, let's see. He was a six-time Pro Bowler with us, a three-time All-Pro. Obviously, he played his whole career with the Buccaneers. Uh, Super Bowl champ was on that Super Bowl team with us. Uh, like I said, he played uh, what 11 seasons, had 5,000 uh, rushing yards. He's second all-time on the Buck uh, rushing list. Mm-hmm. So fullback. Running back, that's up for discussion. I say he's more he just of a running ball, back. Well, he's uh, a baller. That's all he's a straight fucking baller. It wasn't many times. Offensive juggernaut. It wasn't many times where, I mean, there was when it was work done in Mike Allstott, but they also had packages where it's yeah, Mike yeah. Allstott, Lorenzo Neal, you know, so he was more of a running back in my yeah. eyes. But technically, he's a fullback. He was a hybrid. He was a, he was a halfback fullback. Hybrid. He was. No neck. He's really the – only of his kind. Yeah. If you think about it, we haven't seen another. Peyton Hillis attempted to be that. Yeah. He didn't last. He did. Didn't last as long. Who's next on the list there, Eddie? So, our number, actually our honorable mention, uh, Zach actually sniffed his shoes in Canton, Ohio. <laughs> I also sniffed him off the list here. Off the list. Cadillac Craig, Craig wanted him to be the uh, third running back on the list, but we I mean, his name's and, Cooler. Hmm. It is cooler, and he does have shoes in, in Canton, Canton, Ohio, bro. That's official. He does, but we went over That's the stats, and, and the what stats are they going to remember? Uh, who's going to remember our number three? Doug Martin, which is Doug Martin, the Muscle Hamster, or Doug or not? Doug or not? He doesn't like Muscle Hamster. Muscle Hamster, it, it he'll was come beat you up. He Molly, was a good meme, he'll man. Molly too. Watch out! <laughs> I'll put my boy like that. See, who do you remember, my boy or? Cadillac. I'm gonna. I, uh, what I'm gonna Carnell, remember? Cadillac. Williams. Listen, Cadillac. I was a huge fan of Cadillac when he had those. Uh, what five game stretch in his rookie season? I'll give it to Doug Martin though. I love Cadillac. He had what three sixty yard runs in one game or something like that. Uh, against the Raiders. Runs. Yeah, right. He had over like two hundred and sixty yards or something. Yeah, that like was that. a badass exactly game to watch. So you know. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna tell me that 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 Cadillac Williams deserves to be on here over Doug Martin, who ran for over two hundred yards in a game. Come on now. He let me down because he was so inconsistent at the end of his season. I get that he has a cool name. I get that. And he's he's like he's one of my favorite bucks. Like as far as like a person, like I love to hear him speak. Yeah. You know, he had Cadillac like, was wrong, boy. Yeah, he he was just such a cool dude. Anyways, Cadillac, if you hear this, because we're probably gonna tag you in it later, if you want to know the reason why you did not make the list and your only honorable mention, That's talk right. to Zakari Foto. I'm That's sorry. Right, Doug Martin had two 1,400-yard seasons. That's what put him at the third spot. So All now right. you're just trying to take the blame off of you and put it on Doug Martin. And so we want to sponsor a race between Doug Martin and Cadillac Williams. So I'm sorry, Cadillac. Right. Forgive me. Cadillac would tear an ACL again. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. He probably. All right, we want to do a battle royale on Fortnite. Who got it? Mike Evans. Mike, Mike yeah, Evans. Mike Evans got this. We're not talking about Mike. Hey. I know, but Mike, Mike Evans, Evans could be coach. All right, who's second on the list? Obviously, we know who this guy is. He's uh, first in our hearts for sure. You know what, though? He's first on my, in my list. Book. On He's my list. One on my, my list, list, I have him as number one. Well, let's put him at number one because I know Craig agrees with me, even though he went to Florida State. Yeah, James Wilder is our number two. Yes. James Wilder is a great number Even though two. he is the all-time Time. leading rusher for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he is. we weren't around to watch him. Yeah. So he's on the list because we know he was good. And we gave you the number two spot. But the number one overall running back at the Buck That Podcast. He gives our houses every year still. I know. That's right. Mr. Number 28, Warwick Dunn. 
Yeah, work done. 4,900 yards as a Buccaneer rushing. I think he's um, about to be the first NFL player one day. I think he'll be the first NFL player one day to be in two teams' ring of honor. He could be. He could be. He definitely had a better career. And I hated watching him against Miami, Falcons. Man. He had 1,000 more yards as a, a rushing and 11 more touchdowns rushing. Well, he is in their ring of honor, but I think he'll make it to ours as well. He has to. He has but he to. had more receiving yards as a Buccaneer than he did uh, a Falcon. Really? Yeah, he rushed more as a Falcon, over a thousand more yards than a Buccaneer, and then he had over a thousand yards more receiving hmm. as a Buck. Hey, Joe has a good point here too. He said, uh, he said Williams was supposed to be the next Tomlinson, LT. He should have, man. You know, unfortunately, he got those leg injuries, like yep. you said. Yeah, hampered his there. career. It sure did. So that's uh, that's it for the Buck that uh, running back, right? Yeah, man. That was yeah. one work done. done. I like it. Done, and he gives away homes like. What can you say about that? I used to know? hate watching him play the the U man. The single mothers. He's just ball out over there. You know, I was watching. He was on. Um, oh man, highly questionable. Huh. With Dan Levitard the other day, and he was talking about that. He said the reason why he decided to do that. His mom, as you, I don't know if you know this or not, but his mom was murdered or yep. whatever. When he as was, a police officer. As yep. a police yep. officer. Um, I think like right when he was going into college or whatever, yeah. somewhere some around that time. Like 18, 19. And, and, and basically, once he made it, you know what I'm saying, it was something he always really held close to him was his mom. His mom was the one who yep. raised him. And he wanted to do something in honor of his mom. So in honor of his mom, that's why he does that every year and gives away a house to a single mom. Because that's the that's the environment. That's and, a legacy, bro. And, well, that just that's speaks, a legacy And, and that just life. speaks volumes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. To the individual that the, the individual is. to the woman, I, uh, somebody who I've never met. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Warwick Dunn's mom, a lady that I've never met, is, is, is was such an impactful person on her child's life that when he made it, he said, "You know what? I'm going to find a way to make it happen." He uses connections and started his charity, and every year gives away a house. So kudos to that man, one of the best all time. You know. Buccaneers, in my opinion, yeah. and humanitarian. Yeah. I mean, just you know, if, he's up there with Derek Brooks in my eyes. He's doing oh, stuff. Yeah. He's doing stuff that people who make way more money than he does, you know, don't he's still do. giving back. You know, Joel Olstein ain't doing that. No, and he makes millions, millions off the people, off the people. So you know, shout out to to work done. We're gonna keep it moving though. We do have a little. Uh, looks like you got walk the plank and a fire the cannon for us. Uh, yeah, we do. But or did I you want to do the who the, who the yeah, buck am I first? Let's go ahead and do the who the buck am I for right, today. I like it. Let's go ahead and get my paper route and get it ready. I don't have football cards. I'm not that fancy like Eddie is bringing <laughs> in his football cards. Okay, first. You don't have no football cards, man. Is there a topic? Do we got to guess the topic? There is no theme, okay. no topic. The topic is Buccaneers. Okay, that's so it. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Okay. Unless you want me to start bringing in guys like Yo Murphy, Yo Murphy. and like Ellis Yo, Wims. I forgot about Yo Murphy. Uh, like Ellis Wims. Tyoka Jackson. Tyoka Jackson was raw, boy. He was a great tight end. You know, yeah, he, he was a decent tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Ty G. Armstrong, man. My bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, Eddie. Gotta love Eddie. <laughs> he's, like, he's like our poppy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is man. our poppy. Oh, man, I love you, Eddie. Okay, first kind of list. We talked about them a little oh, earlier, uh, and by a little earlier, I mean in this last segment, uh, and I didn't do it on purpose. Obviously, I didn't realize that these two guys were going to be on this list. Uh, but to be uh, – this is probably the easiest one. He's 30 years old. Uh, he was born in Stockton, California. He is currently playing in the league. He is – Doug Martin. Yep, good job. Okay. Yep, it was an easy one. Okay, so for a bonus question, Craig, and you'll get the first steal at this one, and then we're going to move to Eddie if Craig is not. Well, actually, it's going to be the closest. How many rushing touchdowns in his career? Ooh. I'm going to say 32. Go ahead, Eddie. 37. 30. Craig got the point. Next person on the list. This person was born May 29th, 1977. He is 42 years old. He was a Buccaneer for six years, five years. Cadillac Williams. He played quarterback from 99. Josh Freeman. 
to 2003. Sean King. Craig got the point. Damn. <laughs> Bonus question. Let's do how many passing yards, closest to passing yards all time. I thought you were going to ask what college you went to. I had it. No, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And I couldn't where he was born. You know who he was born, right? St. Pete. There you go. See, I couldn't go that easy. If I would have said it, that'd be too easy. So, closest to his five-year career with the Buccaneer, how many passing yards? As a buck. As a buck. Forty-seven hundred. Okay. Hmm. How many? He was four years. He played for five seasons with the Bucks. I'll tell you, he played. He started twenty-four games out of thirty-four games. Oof. He only played one season, where he played sixteen games. Everything else was five, zero, one, zero, and then he retired with another team. I'm gonna say five thousand yards. Eddie, you got the point. It was four thousand sixty-four yards. Damn! Wow. Next on the list, winning. This individual was born in October of 1978, so he's 40 years old. Okay. Born in Clarkston, Georgia. Huh. He was a guard for the Buccaneers, <clears throat> 310 pounds, 6'4". He played for the Super Bowl team. So German he a, True Blood. He is a Super Bowl champion. Mm, nope. He wore the number 60. He was Davin rec- Joseph? He was recently in some hot water. That's after. Davin Joseph and Jerry Trueblood are after. That's Gruden Picks. Kenny Otto Walker. Nope. Nope. Uh, he was recently in some hot water for some domestic violence back in 2016. <sighs> um, he played. If if I give you this, he's, you're going to get this. But he played for the University of Tennessee. Nope. He won a championship with them back in 1998. <sighs> I'm having a brain fart. He was drafted by the Buccaneers in the second round, 51st overall in a yep. 2000 draft. He wore number 60. For the Buccaneers. I forgot, man. This player also played for the Browns. The Browns. Number he was 60. drafted by the Bucks. He played five seasons. <laughs> What's his initials? He started a total of 92 <laughs> games. He played guard. He played guard. His initials are C.C. When you wrap Casey yourself, Coleman. When you Yeah, it was it's it's Cozy Coleman. Cozy Coleman. I'll give him the point. He, he you had good intentions with that, so I'm gonna give you the point. So he played for one other team. Did I already give you the yeah, team? The Browns. Browns. I did, okay. So he gets a bonus point on somebody else. Yeah, you sorry, Eddie. You, you don't get a bonus we point. We had to exert all the freaking <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay, so this player was born August 13th, 1978. He's 40 years old, born in Detroit, Michigan. He's played for four different teams. He's a Super Bowl champ for the Buccaneers. Hmm. Michael Pittman. He was drafted in the third round, 84th overall, in the 2001 draft. By the Buccaneers? By the Buccaneers. Out of Akron. Oh, man. This player returned two interception touchdowns in the... Dexter Jackson? In the Super Bowl. Dwight Smith. Okay, Eddie gets the point. He is now tied up. This will be – you'll be able to steal on this one if he can't, if he can't get the uh, all the points. But for three other points, he played for three other teams. Can you name me those teams, Eddie? Arizona Cardinals. Wrong. Craig, three other teams. Who was the player? Dwight <laughs> Smith. Dwight Smith. The Lions. I'll give you a point for that. Um, it's now four to three. Craig, two more. What what conference are they in at least? Uh, one is it? That's in, half a point, man. No, it's a lifeline. You know what? You know what? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vote my my man over there, Eddie. I'm going with him. Half a point for each. Now, if I give you the if I give you the there's the, 32 teams. If I the give NFL, you there's, the there's division, still 30 teams left. If I give you the division, no, I just want the conference. I just want NFC or AFC. Both NFC. Both of them are NFC. Yes. All right. So let me go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wrong. Okay. It was the New Orleans Saints after he left the Bucks. Hmm. Then he went to the Vikings. Okay, and the Lions. And then he went to the Lions, correct. Right. Well, I knew he was a Lion. All right, next player on the list. Uh born June seventeenth, nineteen eighty two. 
He's 37 years old. He's born in Dayton, Ohio. He was drafted by the Buccaneers in the fourth round, 111th overall, in the 2004 draft. He's a DB. Root. Oh, no. He's a DB. He's uh, a <clears throat> excuse me, six one, two hundred two pounds. Uh, he's played for three other teams. Hmm. Two other teams or one other DJ team. DJ Biggers. No. Um, one other team Albert he Mack. played for for six seasons. Albert Mack. Nope. He was a safety. Corey Ivy. He went to Ohio State University. Some guy I don't like. Anyway. Jermaine Phillips. It was not Jermaine. He went to Georgia. Uh, he wore the numbers 37 in 2004. Then he changed his number to Nard Jackson to 26 from 05 to 2009. He wore 26. Sabby played for like two seasons with us. Not even. What year did he get drafted again? I have 04. no idea. No, no, no. Sabby? No, 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 no. The dude. Your player. 2004. Oh. 04 in the fourth round. 04 in the fourth round. 111th pick. Yes, he was a safety. He, he was a safety. His other team he played for, I'm giving away the the, uh, bonus. the bonus so you guys won't get a bonus. The other team he played for was the Pittsburgh Steelers. He Think of a backup safety that is a career backup safety. He only started 16 games with us one time. I don't know. Okay. His initials, W.A. Will Allen? There you go. I forgot about Will Allen. You don't know Will Allen? I do, but I barely remember him. Okay, this player born June 21st, 1982. By the way, the score is tied at 4-4. He played for the Saints, though, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I already exited out. Right. That was – no, he didn't. No, he played for actually Pittsburgh right. and then Dallas. He so played for Dallas for two years. Or not two years, uh, two games. This guy's born in 1982. He's 37 years old from Mattel, Mandeville, Jamaica. Hmm. He's from Jamaica. JPP. No, it's not JVP. <laughs> he was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the sixth round, 189th overall in the 205 draft. <laughs> Rohan Marley. <laughs> uh, he wore number 71 for Shop us as a buck. Tyoka Jackson. No, he already said that. Also, think about the year in which I said. I said he was drafted in 2005. Who so has dreads? Definitely right now. not. No, he doesn't have dreads. <laughs> he played two different stints with the Buccaneers. So he's drafted with Carolina, played two games with them, and then signed with the Buccaneers, where he played for nine games, and then went on for three or two seasons to play 14 and 16 games with the Buck. He was a defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. With the Panthers, and they came back with the Bucks. Don't twice. even think about Panthers when it All comes right. to this guy. Think about the Buccaneers and then the next team, which is the Tennessee Titans he played for. He left us, signed a little contract in free agency with, with the Tennessee Titans. And War number back. 71. Yes, he came back for a stint. War number 71 and 72. He played for us. 06 to 08, and then came back in 2011. Hmm. Defensive tackle. With the, initials, with the initials J.H. Drew Holiday. <laughs> we are talking football. Hold on. J.H. He was a defensive tackle, defensive end. Went to Vanderbilt. J.H. His first name. Okay, so what what do horses eat? Hey. Javon Hay. He got Damn it. Damn it. I was going to say Javon for some reason. No bonus questions because literally I used <laughs> everything up. Score is 5-4 to four, Eddie. Last one. This player was born June 1st, uh -huh. 1986. He's 33 years old from Edison, New Jersey. Drafted by the Buccaneers in the third round, 83rd overall in the 2008 draft. Okay. He's a guard. He's a one-time Pro Bowler. And this Ali interesting, interesting no. stat about this guy is he played six seasons with the Buccaneers and then three seasons with another team. And his last year, he was 30 years old, and that was in 2016. It was his only year of making the Pro Bowl hmm. with this team. He wore number 76 with us. He started primarily at left guard. But then 
somebody like Ali Marpet, they moved him to center where he stuck for the rest of his career with us and then the other team as well. Oh, man. That's your boy, too. Think think of Jeremy Trueblood time, mm-hmm. Davin Joseph time. Oh, Who no. was the center? It was a redhead guy. It was a Hovan? No. Nope. He, he had red hair. Tackle. Though, he? We're really questionable about our knowledge here when we're talking <laughs> guards and we bring up <laughs> Chris Hovan, defensive tackle. <laughs> That's even worse than Tyler Jackson. And what's funny is, is we do this constantly. You know what's funny? They, was, he, was he brought up in, in our show? Awesome. Yes, in our yes, what, in our what the not the what the but but on our our list. Is he on here? Actually. Um, as a center, who's our centers? Ah, uh, Jeff Fain. Ah, uh, you're wrong. What? <laughs> who's our Damn. who's our centers? It's Tony Mayberry and Jeff Fain. Nope. He's not. Okay, oh, this player. Right. He got me on that one. All right. <laughs> he went. <laughs> he got me. Damn, man. All right, this player went to Rutgers. <laughs> this player went to Rutgers. Oh, Played center and guard. Went to Rutgers. 76. Went to another team. Wore the number 53. His initials, his middle name is Quasi. What? His, his, but his in- last name Moto? No. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, um, his initials are J, Z. Oh shoot! And I'm not talking Hova. I'm not talking Hova. Jeremy Zutal. There you go. Craig has tied it up. Craig. Oh my god! I'm dead with that one, boy. All right, it is official. It's five five. We have one bonus question. I know Jay Z played. We have a bonus question. Right. about to get in it, boy. Oh, man. Y'all are shot out. Bonus question. What was the other team he played for? <laughs> oh, I'll give you a clue. Uh-huh. All right. Actually, no, I'm not. I'll let you both guess. <laughs> I'll let you both guess, and then I'll give you a clue. So right. guess, and if you get it wrong and Eddie gets it wrong, then I'll give you a clue. Green Bay Packers. Buffalo just, Bills. Just pick a fucking team. Buffalo Bills. All right. This team is in the AFC North. Baltimore Ravens. Eddie Damn. got it. Eddie wins. Eddie's the champion of this world. <laughs> and I had the sun in my eye. Can I give you one yet? I should have got to go first. So I, I mean, with answer answers like Chris Hovan, why haven't you not won? I don't know. I mean, I just I'm just naming big people. That I was on, on some kind of line, all right? <laughs> I just don't know what's oh, going on man. here. All right, Wait. what do we got? You want to do some uh, walk the plank or what? <laughs> yeah, let's do some walk <laughs> Fire the, the cannons. Uh, okay. Walk the plank, fire the cannons for this week. Bucks will double interceptions. From 2018, which was a nine, to obviously 18. Walk the plank, fire the cannons, Eddie. Oh, yeah, they ain't going to get that. But they are they, will they double up or greater? 18 or more? I don't think they get 18. To put it to you in perspective, the Bucks of yesteryear, the ones that we hold on to so deeply, they average like 21 to 30. They won't get that year. this year. In between there. Mm. Will the Bucks make it to 18? Nah. Okay. Craig. I say get 15. I'm so gonna he, say, I'll say fire the cannons. He's on walking the plank. You're firing the cannons. I'll fire the cannons on that one. Okay. Any particular reason why? Just because I, I like what I'm hearing about the reports of the DBs. And I also think that our pass rush is going to be better. And not necessarily as far as like sack-wise, but I think there's the rushes and you know forcing quarterbacks into making errant throws. I think we double our sacks. Okay. I totally agree with your, your point. Actually, that's what I was going to go with. Uh, basically, I feel like the scheme's going to end up promoting more interceptions. Uh, the additions of these, these rookies, um, maybe a scheme change for some of these players like Vernon Hargraves, Justin Evans, uh, another year under his belt. Another year under Jordan Whitehead's belt, bringing in guys like Brintel, uh, uh, what's his name, Brintel Grice, Grimes, or whatever. What's the Grice? Grice, yeah, Bryce. Sorry, I always get that one confused. Anyway, so I'm going to fire the cannons on that one as well. Kentrell Bryce. Kentrell Bryce. That's right. It's okay. I was calling my buddy Wyatt yesterday, Garrett, like the whole day. 
I don't know why. You shouldn't call him Chris Hoban. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next, walk the plank, fire the cannons. O.J. Howard will be a top five tight end in 2019. Legal say or fantasy football? When I say that, I obviously say fantasy football-wise. Fantasy football? Yeah, definitely. Which, tra- which does translate Four in tight league ends. Yeah. Four tight ends, yes. I'm going to fire the cannons fire as the well. Cans. I think this chain scheme is going to really benefit – uh, James Winston, and in turn, it's going to benefit other players, uh, young players like O.J. Howard. Like I said earlier in the show, 48 targets on the season last year. I think he at least doubles that in this offense, and that only is going to you know, produce more. So I'm going to fire the cannons on that. How about you, Craig? I'm going to fire the cannons on that one. All right. Devin White, and this is something we didn't get into quite yet. I don't know if we're going to have time to, but Devin White – was recently rated in the new Madden, and the the ratings came out in the 2020 Madden. His rating was a 74. Do you think Devin White got disrespected? 100%. Fire the cannons on disrespect. I fire it, too. Yeah. In a way, I fire, and in a way, I walk. Because like you said, they did kind of change up how they do things on Madden, so it's adjusted accordingly throughout the rookies. Yeah. Uh, but so guys like Quentin Williams got an 80. You know, Josh Jacobs, 76. So it's like it was, there's some questionable ones there yeah. where I thought maybe they will adjust them as far as like as as training can't, or as like a preseason all that goes down like their games they will adjust them so if he is, if he ends up being like an 86 or something yeah like he he can move up to that that's good these next two questions are a little more interactive I'm going to need an answer back from you the Bucks will have a player this season over 10 sacks. Obviously, last year, JPP was that guy. I'm going to fire the cannons. Before that, it was uh, Simeon Rice, so it was a big span in between. Will there be a guy that has 10 sacks or more? I'm going to say fire the cannons, and that guy's going to be the rookie we just talked about being disrespected. It's going to be Devin White. Okay. Damn, took it right out my mouth. I know know you did, too. We can agree to agree. Yeah. Okay, y'all agree to agree. I think we're going to have more sacks, man, and Devin White's going to be that cause. I, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree. I'm gonna I'm gonna go well not not with that. I'm gonna have to disagree with the ten sacks. I don't think we get there. Obviously, it was too far in between between Simeon Rice and JPP. I think we have more sacks than we do last year. I think we get after the quarterback. I think guys that could clo- to come close to that new addition like Shaquille Barrett, yeah, Devin White, Levante David, and their pressure that they're going to be bringing. Who knows what Indomitian in Sue can do for us? I don't necessarily think he can bring us ten sacks. Um, but my my guy, if I had to say, he's going to be the closest. My guy, Carl Nassib. Really? He kind of showed out last season with us. He had six and a half sacks other than JPP. He was, he was good, the man. leader. He was good. Uh, part-time rush basis. So um, I look for some big things to happen in, in, right. with the Bucks and, and the sacks. Definitely more than 38 than what we had last year. All right. All right, next question. Walk the plank, fire the cannons. Bucks will have one all-pro this season. I'm going to say fire the cannons. I think obviously Mike Evans. Obviously, Mike. You say obviously Mike Evans. Now Mike has not made a pro an, an all, all pro, pro yet. Yet, and I think he's gotten kind of disrespected. I think he well, gets it this year. I think he gets it this year. I'm going to agree with you as well. I'm going to fire the cannons as well. I'm going to say Mike Evans after he notches his six. I mean, if he comes out, Levante has his, David yeah, get one. If he has his six, he already has one. One thousand yards. Yep. Levante Ooh. and Gerald McCoy. Can Levante get another one? He has he has that rookie in there getting it. Man. He could the, the year that opens he, him up. The year he did get it, he had seven sacks, five interceptions, and over 150 tackles. That was his, I think, third year in the league. I mean, that's when I looked at Levante. I was like, damn, this guy's going to be the next Derrick Brooks. I think Quan. He still in could there, be yeah. if you look at if you look at his stats. He still could be the next Derrick Brooks. So everybody's going to fire the cannon on that. We have two more fire the cannons for this week. Jameis Winston will throw 30 plus TDs in 2019. Fire the cannons. He has not done it yet this uh, in his career. He has 28 is his highest. I'll say fire the cannons, but it's only going to matter if he throws less. Feels like throws like 10 or less interceptions. I put that. At, I put that number at 15. Yeah, 15 picks. Good. If he threw 30 touchdowns and 15 picks, you wouldn't be happy with that. Mm, I, I would be happy with that. I mean, I like it if it was closer to 10. Because we already know what type of player he is. I'm going to fire the cannons. I think Bruce Arians, like he's done in the past with guys like Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, uh, resurrecting Carson Palmer's dumpster fire career from Oakland. I think he's going to do the same with Jameis, even though I have a different opinion about Jameis than a lot of people. I don't think he's a bust, period. He's he's set a lot of records, done a lot of great things since he's been a buck. 
So I'm going to fire the cans. I say this is the year that Jameis Winston gets over 30 touchdowns. 100%. 100%. Last uh, fire the cans walk the plank, Mike Evans has his 6,000-yard season FTC. in a row. I'm going to fire the cannons as well. Boom. I think it's – it's. I mean, unless he gets injured, he's a shoe-in, right? I think so. And I think he's going to get his first all-pro. Bro, I look at the just the depth at offense. He, you're going to look at 40 touchdowns, watch. Jameis Winston. And then – Well, like I said, Evans you said that earlier. If that happens, that means it's an MVP season. Yeah, but someone's going to need to catch a lot of those touchdowns too. Mike Evans. Yep, and I also think uh, there's a chance for Chris Godwin to have another thousand, or not another, but have a thousand yard season. You know, with Deshaun Jackson leaving, uh, Adam Humphreys leaving, you really don't have that third option. It's really just those two. Besides, you got your two tight ends. OJ Howard, man. Well, yeah, I know, I understand that. End. But I mean, that's a lot of production loss. A lot of production with Adam Humphreys. A lot Greatest of production show with on Deshaun. Turf. What would they have out there? That's Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce. Uh, uh, Who's tight end? Azim, uh, what's his name? I forget the other guy. Azir Akeem. Azir Akeem, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Craig, you want to do that last one there? Yeah, might as well. The 2019, 2019. most impactful players. Uh, first, we're going to pick an offensive player, then a defensive player, a rookie, and then a surprise, uh, maybe most impactful addition. Okay. So, for your offensive player, Eddie, why don't you start us off? Most impactful offensive player this James season? James Winston. Okay, we obviously, with your 40 touchdown prediction. I'm going to say, I'm going to go Mr. Reliable, Mike Evans. I'm going to have to stick with you on that as well. I'm going to say Mike Evans as well. Okay. Even though we both think O.J. Howard is going to have a breakout season, Mike Evans, he could post 15, 1,800-yard season. That's that dude. He is that dude. Next, defensive player. I'm going to start this one out. I'm going to say Levante David. I think with this scheme change, it's going to use him, and it's going to it's better suited defense for him. He's an aggressive linebacker. Yeah. He's not a timid linebacker. He's get yeah. after it guy. He is, man. Beast. So I'm going to say it's going to be Levante David. It's going to be the, the, the most impactful defensive player this year. Oh, come on. Just stick with the narrative that you stuck with the last seven weeks. You want me to stay with it? Stick with it. Sean Bunting? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Devin White. Devin White, man. You yeah. know what it is. Bro, he, he, I think he's once in, in, in a decade player. He's going to be that linebacker like Hardy Nickerson, that all-decade that all linebacker. Well, let's hope he's like Derek Brooks. Yeah. Hardy, yeah. Derek, Luke Keekley type, Patrick Shit, I hope Willis, he's like Levante David Ray and Quan Alexander. Yeah. If he We'd can fit lucky. Quan Listen, Alexander I like the Ray Lewis comparison for, for obvious reasons. Of course reasons. you do. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's obvious. Who's your most impactful defensive player? I'm going to go with, hmm. Honorable mention, Sean Bunting. That, that's, that's a good one because well, I, th I think that might be the rookie situation. And then another guy who I'm going to name here could be an addition. You know what? I'm going to go with defensive player. I'm going to go with uh, Ndamukong Sue. Okay. Nice. Because I think that he's going to add that little bit of tenacity, that meanness to the defense. And that's what, that's how I think he, how, how he's going to affect the defense. I'm not going to say he's going to show up as like, you know, sacks, or anything on like the yeah. stat list. It's going to be just like that the, greasiness that he you brings. You still think he's hungry? I still think he's hungry. He's going to play with his. He, he's going to play. You're going to see it. He just lost. He just lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. So he's hungry. Yeah. yeah he, he's going to play with that hungerness, but he. I think he's going to bring that mean streak. That kind of is probably already a little spread around that locker room. At the beginning of the show, we're talking about competition. I think he ain't helping nobody he, up off the ground if he tackles them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. If he I might step, step on, on your somebody. fingers. Yeah. All right. Next one up. Most impactful rookie. Who you got, Craig? I already said that. I'm going to go with because I I think one of you guys are going to do him because you know he he is showing some love on our IG. I'm going to go with Mike Edwards. Oh, you son of a bitch! That's who I was going to go with. I, I think safety wise, I think he's going to do um, a, a lot. Or I mean, well, it, well, to be real with you, you can still go with Eddie's answer for for defensive player because he's going to be impactful rookie too. He is. No, if you pick, if you use him already, I pick somebody different. You can't use Devin White for your rookie. Well, I'll go with defense. two then. I'm going to go with Mike Edwards. One, I think he's probably he's going to be the most impactful rookie. You uh, think so? Well, yeah, that's safety's been a strong uh, a weak suit for us. It so has. I think. It he's has. got a nickname. He's got a nickname by all his teammates. You know what that is? What? Honey Badger. 
Yeah, I saw that. Just like, just like his idol, Tyron Matthew. Wow, okay. It, it, yep, and that's what his teammates call him, Tony Badger. He's always around the ball. He's a tackling machine. This guy was a track star, yeah. baseball star. Beast, man. He tore his shoulder up, couldn't play baseball anymore, focused All-star on football. And then he, he obviously he's made the best out of it in football. I think he's going to be our most impactful rookie. Um, Eddie, who's your most impactful rookie? I'm going to go with my dog, Sean Bunting. We go way back. I think he's going to have yep, a that just shut happened. down year. <laughs> I barely Zach, even touched it. Zach broke the mic. But that's, that's okay. okay. No, I just need to be screwed back in. This is because he's always because everybody always does this, yeah. and nobody ever tightens them. I think he got so scared just thinking about Sean Bunting being a beast out there against. I just offenses. ripped the mic off. He the ripped stand. the mic, man. I Sean, you should have seen this. <laughs> he was that intimidated. I got that kung fu grip. He does, man. <laughs> All right, last one. Most impactful addition. <laughs> This will be a free agent. This could be a draft as well. He said it. I, no, you know what? We talked about it earlier in the year. Bruce Arians. Coaching staff. Nope, this is all players. All we players. are not bad, doing coaching. Sorry, I should have specified. Mm. It's okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and leave this one off. I'm going to go with Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett. I think he's going to provide, one, he's going to get – He's going to get the uh, the playing time that he hasn't really gotten as a part-time player behind Von Miller over there Denver, in Denver. Man, that's right. That's right. He's going to get some full-time playing here. Big us kill Barry. I think he might be if if somebody's going to get those 10 sacks besides Carl Nassib, maybe it might be uh Shaquille Barrett. He might be one of a, a big surprise player in this league. I like that. that's who I was going to go with as well. Okay. I, I agree pick. with you for for a lot of the that's same reasons. Good minds think alike. Yeah. What about I'm going to jump on the Shaquille Barrett, man. Uh, outside of that, That's I'll say the other, the other linebacker, Deion Buchanan. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we'll be be the guys. I think that about wraps it up. It does about wrap it up. Um, we'll see you guys next week at some point. It will not be Tuesday because I got a meeting with Webby's people up in St. Pete, the rapper Webby. But uh, we will be doing a Buck That podcast. We just got to figure out what day we'll do it and uh, we'll coordinate on that. But uh, until next week. We'll see you guys later. Peace out.